Rated mature audiences only. A viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen of the Patriot Angle Podcast, I'd like to uh, wish everybody a happy Memorial Day weekend. As this weekend becomes a very uh, sad day for most that may have lost a family member or a loved one. In a conflict, maybe it was Afghanistan, Iraq, or even going back to either the first World War One or World War Two, or even possibly Desert Storm, whatever it may be, folks, I would like to pay my honor and my tribute to you as some of us are facing sadness throughout this weekend. Folks, I would like to say that um, I'd like to play a video here before we start the show in honor of those who paid the ultimate sacrifice of securing our freedoms and liberties that we hold dear to every single day. Happy Memorial Day. And may we never forget freedom of those who paid the ultimate sacrifice to secure it. The sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who in return loved their countrymen enough to die for them. Yet we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions, we must strive to keep faith with them and with a vision that led them to battle and a final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom for which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. The willingness of some to give their lives so that others might live never fails to evoke in us a sense of wonder and mystery and how they must have wished 
in all the ugliness that war brings, that no other generation of young men to follow would have to undergo that same experience. As we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. And let us also pledge to do our utmost to carry out what must have been their wish, that no other generation of young men will ever have to share their experiences and repeat their sacrifice. From the Big Peach of Atlanta, Georgia, a show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. A new law taking effect this summer will criminalize camping for those experiencing homelessness. It became law despite Governor Lee choosing not to sign it. Our Cole Johnson's been covering this for us this morning live from downtown Nashville. And Cole, this really puts jail time even on the table for people camping in most places. Good morning, and right now the law specifically focuses on camping on state government property being illegal, but once this new law goes into effect, it would expand to include camping on local government property, which obviously muddies the water on where someone would be able to camp, but the law does specify, or does mention rather, that there are specific places that are designated for camping. And it's important to mention the bill says no one has been convicted over the last five years for the existing law that specifically focuses on camping on state property. It also mentions expanding this to include city or county property would not substantially increase convictions. This new law also adds misdemeanors into the mix for camping in places like highways, under bridges, or exit and entrance ramps. The punishment would be a $50 fine and community service. But instead of that, the court could opt to have them pick up litter instead of paying money they may not have. Supporters of the bill talked about preventing city parks from being, quote, overrun with those experiencing homelessness. Putnam County Sheriff Eddie Ferris even testified in support, saying parks in his county are being destroyed. Open Table Nashville Works works with people experiencing homelessness, is calling for more support after a hard-fought battle against the law. Wow. Wow. I mean, folks, uh, you know... I, I have to say here, you know, after seeing this video and, and, and hearing this story, why as a nation, folks, that we still experience a large population of homeless people in this country? Uh, you know, I'm sure, yes, there's other countries in the world that do uh, experience people that suffer from homelessness, but we seem to be a country that has a lot of people that experience it at extreme levels. Now, you know, I'm using this uh, this state for an example, Tennessee. Uh, 
for a reason, folks, because Tennessee, folks, is about to become the very first state uh, to make camping on public land a felony. Now, this is going back to the original law that was passed uh, about just two years ago. Uh, just two years ago, uh, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, already made it a felony in 2020 to camp on most state-owned property. But now, just recently, the state wants to push another expansion. Starting July 1st of this year, folks, uh, if you are caught camping on private land, that includes a park bench, uh, city property, uh, streets, in front of businesses, private residences, uh, you could face a jail sentence of up to six months in jail and loss of voting rights. Wow. That's, uh, that's a hefty uh, fine there, if you ask me. Very hefty fine. Now, I mentioned just briefly, right, that this bill was uh, introduced back in 2020, just two years ago. Also, I want to note that it's been said by Senator Paul Bailey that had noted that since 2020, since this law was pushed into effect, that no one has been convicted under that law. And he said he doesn't expect this new law, which is supposed to take place in July, uh, to be enforced much either. So what does that say with this with this new uh, ordeal here in Tennessee? Well, let's go through it, right? The state of Tennessee has seen a large amount of people uh, becoming homelessness, or excuse me, homeless, uh, from the year of 2017 on up to current time now of 2022. Roughly 70% of an increase that Senator Bailey is saying the state, the state has seen in the course of five years. He's also said that many lawmakers are trying to fight the issue to remove these people from their inner cities, such as Knoxville, Nashville, and Memphis, Tennessee, where they see a large population of homeless. Now, folks, that the law also requires that violators will receive at least 24 hours notice before an arrest. The felony charge, folks, is punishable up to six years in prison and loss of voting rights. Wow, six years. Okay, I, I think I quoted, what, six months prior to the, the beginning of the show, right? I want to make a correction there uh, in the show here of the notes. That is up to six years. Wow, that's, that's, a, hefty, uh, that's a hefty charge right there. Six years in prison. And you could have your voting rights uh, lost. That's pretty severe. Now, here's something that um, that I don't agree with this law here. 
Um, what it's going to make it extremely hard is for folks that may get incarcerated and go to jail uh, for being seen camping or sleeping in public areas such as parks and other areas such as that. It's going to be hard because when they leave jail, folks, and they try to go get housing or they try to apply for a job, it's going to make it even 10 times harder because that landlord or mortgage company or that job uh, is not going to want to hire them or give them that loan or approve them for that, uh, that lease because now they have a jail sentence on their record. So that makes it 10 times hard. I don't agree with that. I think they're going to extreme levels. Uh, whoever decided on this law, they should think twice and overlook it and look at it more clearer. Now, it's going to be up to the prosecutors, folks, if they want to issue the felony, uh, Senator Bailey said. But it's also going to come to that if people really don't want to move, they're not going to move. So what's that going to happen? And Where's the reaction going to take place? Well, you're going to have people that are uh, homeless, that don't want to move, that just want to stay homeless. So what is that saying to the homeless population and communities there? It's going to put a stronger hold and a stronger threshold on people that, that don't want to be homeless and they want to uh, get better opportunities. So that's what it's going to – it's going to make it real hard for other people. Now, folks, after several years of a steady decline, uh, we've seen homelessness in the United States be uh, began increasing, uh, like I've said, in 2017. Now, there's a survey that was just that just came out two years ago in January of 2020, found that the first time that the number of unsheltered homeless people exceeded those in shelters. Well, what does that say? Where's the problem there? The problem was exacerbated by COVID-19 with shelters limiting capacity. So during the pandemic, they were finding it hard to uh, keep the normal amount of people they were allowed in the shelters. So say, for instance, a shelter was able to hold 300 people. With COVID-19, they had to cut that in half, and they might have been able to bring in only 100 people. Well, what does that leave with the other 200 people? Well, they had to stay on the streets because of the pandemic. So they've seen a, you know, a, a, a dramatic shift uh, since COVID-19. They've also seen that public pressure has to do a lot with uh, the increasing number of highly visible uh homeless encampments that have been pushed even many traditional liberal cities to even clear them out, right? I mean, so we're seeing that in liberal cities. Although, folks, camping has generally been regulated by local vagarously of laws, uh, just the state of Texas passed a statewide ban just last year. Wow. Now, other several states have introduced similar bills, too. But Tennessee, folks, is the only one to make camping a felony. You would think that there would be other states that would follow this, such as California, right? You see a lot of homelessness in San Francisco, L.A., San Diego. But that's an entirely different uh, matter. 
entirely different matter. Now, Senator Bailey's district uh, that he went into saying here uh, through this article here, and you could find this article here, folks, uh, through um, uh, mpr.org, which we will plug in the show notes here uh, on the episode. Uh, you can catch the episode with the show notes on Spotify. I know Amazon Music includes that in their show notes. Uh, I'm not sure about Google or Apple. Don't quote me on that. But I know Spotify is a large platform that does provide this in their show notes, which we will provide to Spotify later this evening. Now, Bailey, folks, had also said uh, in his district, right, that uh, he's seen a lot of Republican lawmakers acknowledging that complaints from Cookville uh, – which literally got his attention, uh, also told that city council members have told him that Nashville ships its homeless here. <laughs> Which they do, you know, throughout the entire state, for some strange reason, the entire state chooses to ship the entire homeless population uh, roughly uh, right to downtown Nashville, Music City, USA, right? Uh, which I was just in downtown Nashville uh, in the beginning of this year. And I could tell you for a fact that I've seen a lot of people uh, in the downtown area there along Music City, USA, the, the main strip there in downtown Nashville, uh, uh, basically camping out in front of the main stadium there of uh, Nissan and also um, – uh, the local country uh, music venues there. So, you know, should should the state do more for the homeless? Absolutely. They should have programs for the homeless. Some actually participate in the in the programs, but you have a lot of other people that don't participate in these programs. And it's very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Now, Here's the problem, okay? Here's the problem here, okay? And 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 I and I'm gonna go into this here. What the problem is here? It seems that like once one thing goes wrong, it kind of snowballs. That's what seems to happen with these type of laws. It'll go through. And then something goes wrong, and then all of a sudden it just snowballs. You get that snowball effect, right? So what I think will happen here is that – well, I, I can give a lot of examples here. I, I want to plug this in here, uh, this, this, this video in here, and, and then I'll basically tell you my own analysis of – of what should be done, guys. Check this video out. It is a population that has been decreasing over the last five years, yet close to 2,000 people in Nashville are still experiencing homelessness. Is that number accurate, though? News Channel 5's Araceli Crescencio spoke to one woman who says the city's estimate is way off. On any given day, you can find Vicki Batcher writing and blogging. The story she shares is personal. It details the life of a homeless family living in Music City. And I thought my lived experience could help somebody else, could help maybe finally end this thing, you know, because we can end homelessness. We know how to do it. 
Thatcher now dedicates her life to helping others in a similar situation. We had lived off and on eviction after eviction after eviction because I only had one paycheck coming in and then it became the streets for about seven years. She's skeptical when it comes to believing there's only roughly 2,000 people who are homeless in Nashville, as the city's annual point in time count suggests. They didn't contact us when we were living in the back of a church, so there are people out there who are missed. Um, I think adding 500 to 1,000 to that count is more accurate. The count does have limitations, and it's something the city also acknowledges. Still, she thinks there has been progress, but would like to see the point-in-time count happen more than once a year to reflect a truer picture of homelessness in the city. I do think they're just... Wow, I got to stop it right there. You know, folks, here's the problem here. You know, the, the problem is that, you know, well, first here, you know, every city usually has a shelter, right? Uh, a homeless shelter. OK, but not everyone wants to be in a crowded shelter with a curfew. Right. Because most of these uh, shelters do have curfews. OK. But people will move off the streets given the right opportunities. Some will. Some will actually use these shelters as programs to literally uh, improve their lifestyles, to get that good job, get a roof over their head and provide better opportunities for their life. Some will, but some some will actually just use the shelter as just somewhere to, uh, you know, have a place for their head, get a get a get a night's sleep, and then they're back on the streets dealing drugs, uh, drinking alcohol, and making their life even more difficult than it than it has uh, when it first started. But folks, he, here's the real problem. Here, here's the real problem. Okay, the real problem behind all of this is that. There's not enough. Uh, there's not enough involvement on the state and also the federal levels that people are actually the ones that do want to get out of these out of this situation are the ones that are crying for help, folks. They're literally crying and the damn government isn't doing a damn thing about it. Right. They're only giving them limited amount of benefits. Don't get me wrong. There's tremendous opportunities of benefits, um, therapy, counseling, uh, AA clinics to get off the alcohol, NR, uh, N, uh, what is that, NA, right, to get off the drugs. There's tremendous opportunity out there to improve their life, okay? But the government has to step in more severely. If they want to end homelessness in America, they have to step in. They have to end this because there's a lot of people that suffer from mental illness. Uh, those are the ones that are that are hurting the most. You know, and I think that, you know, a lot more needs to be done. A lot more needs to be done, especially those that are facing uh, homelessness that are U.S. military veterans. For example. Uh, a lot of them are not even getting the help that they need from the VA or these special shelters that provide programs for specifically for homeless vets, which my heart goes out more to the homeless vets than any other group. 
Okay. My heart does go out to people that suffer homelessness. Don't get me wrong. But if I ever see a homeless vet on the street, especially here in Metro Atlanta, I'm always given a dollar here or there because those are the ones that paid the true sacrifice. And those don't belong in the streets. They belong in housing programs. They belong having a roof over the head because of what they've done to this country. They, they paid the ultimate price for our freedoms and liberties. And I will honor them every single day of my life. Now, folks, uh, I want to read this one uh, this one bit here on the show uh, from a woman that had suffered homelessness with her children. Uh, Tina Lomax, who now runs the Seed of Hope of Tennessee in nearby Sparta, right? And she says that many people are just one paycheck or one tragedy away from being on the street, she said. Even in her community of 5,000, affordable housing is very hard to come by. If you have a felony on your record, holy smoke, she says. Yeah, I mentioned that on the freaking show earlier today. You got a record, you know, forget about it. It makes it 10 times harder. You know, it, it, it's crazy how, how, how people, you know, uh, that... Um, uh, that 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 have a record, they can't even get the help that they that they truly desire to get, you know. So it makes it ten times harder. But you know, folks, I, I want to close it out here, just in a brief here. I just wanted to come on here and and give this uh, episode here, which I, I I deserve. It deserves a platform, and we need to look at homelessness uh, on a serious note. I mean, yes, we have problems here in the country. We do. But, uh, you know, it, it needs to be looked at on a serious note, folks. Um, I want to get a quick break in, folks, but I want to close it out right after this uh, with something here that I think that needs to be discussed, folks. Um, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these short words, folks. I'm Bert Jones. When I played for Georgia, we won the SEC championship. Here's the block. And it'll be first and goal, Georgia. Not just because we had great athletes, but because we were bonded together as teammates, united by that G on our helmets, an important lesson about the power of unity. And it's why I'm so opposed to teaching critical race theory in our school systems. Instead of teaching children about what divides us, we should be teaching our children about what unites us. All right, folks, I want to close it out here with the show here. Uh, just just by saying this here in closing, okay? Uh, if, if we want to help out the homeless, right, if we want to, uh, you know, secure people and getting better opportunities, stop criminalizing homelessness because that just makes people criminals. Yes, there are people that become criminals through the world of becoming homelessness. Don't get me wrong. I've seen it firsthand here in Metro Atlanta. I've seen it even in New York, where I'm originally from. But I could tell you right now, okay, that yes, yes, homeless is a problem. Sometimes if I see people in, camping out in front of five-star restaurants and this and that, I, I, I have to look away sometimes because it puts a bad image. Sometimes I see the same faces, uh, you know, in front of these restaurants. And, you know, it, it's like, uh, yeah, I have my side comments and I'm like, you know, you know, uh, hey, man, you know, you should help yourself, you know. But 
where I'm getting upset with is when people actually come up to me and they're like, well, why can't you help me? You go, you're going to go walk by. You're not going to fucking help me. Blah, blah, blah. No, no. Those are folks that just like, you know, they don't want to help themselves. Okay. But when I see people that are there on the streets, they're sleeping on the park bench. They don't expect anything. They're trying to do what's right. They're trying to get the hell out of the situation. My heart goes out to them fight folks because they are fighting the good fight folks i want to close it out here i know it was a short podcast but uh, i want to uh announce uh tomorrow we're gonna have a bonus episode uh on the sh- on the uh on the show here i'm uh, gonna want to tune out for that uh it should be aired uh, a little bit earlier than it was tonight um sorry for the delay uh, i was trying to get the material ready for the show uh, producer Eric was getting the material and the uh, video clips here. Uh, but tomorrow's show should be aired roughly about between 5, 5.30 Eastern. Uh, and then also it, with your respective time zones as well, too, depending on where you live. I also want to mention um, this upcoming Tuesday, we will be having Jimmy the Rant back in studio here, along with a uh, special appearance by PJ Agnes of Archangel Protective Intelligence joining us via television uh television uh via telephone sorry about that uh pj will be joining us uh via telephone uh into that conversation next friday folks uh we will have a special guest uh tuning uh joining us guys uh from tokyo japan yeah yeah somebody uh joining us here on the show across uh the world here on the Patriot Angle podcast from Tokyo, Japan. You're not going to want to miss that. We're going to get into the Musk and Twitter um, phase of that, the transitioning of where Musk wants to bring it, and we're going to get his political viewpoints. Uh, it's going to be a tremendous show. You're not going to want to miss that, guys. Um, also have uh, SAS uh, booked and scheduled for the show in the next uh, coming of weeks. Not going to want to miss that either. Sas, the analysis, is back here in the studio. Uh, always a tremendous honor having him on my show. He's a young kid with knowledge and intelligence. Uh, love him having him on my show. With that being said, guys, I hope you liked this episode. Remember, guys, you can follow me and listen to me on all major podcast platforms, including Rumble. We are now streaming live on Rumble. You can catch our content on Rumble as well as Facebook, the Patriot Angle Podcast, and Instagram. Guys, thanks very much for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. Patriot Unfiltered. Just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast and Unfiltered Patriot Productions. Please follow us on Facebook at the Patriot Angle Podcast and Instagram at Patriot underscore Angle underscore Unfiltered. Also, you can hear every episode on Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also check out our website, PatriotAnglePodcast.com, and also our unfiltered merchandise, PatriotUnfiltered.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one.